Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know that young person who graduated college this past spring and is now getting ready to go get that big job? Well, here, guess what? Get over to Leon Tailoring and check out their career services division. They've got lots of good professional attire, reasonably priced for both your young men and young women who are getting off into that world of work. Hey, they graduated, they did all the interviews, now they got the big job coming up, so make sure they look the part. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Happy to be at the end of the first half of this session. And as I've said before, also pleased we got uh, four of the five of our priority bills across the across the uh, finish line, at least this half of the finish line. And uh, uh, talked about uh, Senate Bill 3 and prior authorization last week. Happy to take more questions on that if you, if you like. But I uh, feel like we got some uh, pretty substantive conversations today about a number of bills and uh, lots of things, lots of moving parts going on right now. And we're Starting in the process now of looking at the House bills, although uh, I'm still, still in the process of uh, beginning to look at those and assigning those to committee. And I'll finish those over the next couple of days and spend a little bit more time with them because I really haven't spent much time with them yet. Uh, so happy to take whatever questions you might have. This morning, the lieutenant governor uh, renewed her call for lawmakers to take some action on the FSSA situation. She also called for uh, independent outside audits. Is there any sort of legislative action in the works at this point on that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't quite understand the purpose of an audit. You know, keep in mind a couple of things. The $984 million is not $984 million lost dollars. This is a forecasting error that they've uh, that they indicated that's going to be uh, that we're going to endure over the next maybe say two or three years. And so uh, I don't know quite what the purpose of an audit would be. And I I have to say I I'm going to try and be I'm I'm supportive of. F SSA and what they're trying to do here because, um, uh, you know, we've got $984 million we have to deal with. If you look at this program, I think it's been a good program, has a wonderful intent and has, a, has a, had a nice um, effect for families that really need this, but it has grown um, uh, in a massive way from 2020 to 2023. In 2020, I think at the early part of the 2020, that was about $20 million a month. 2023, it's 120 million dollars a month, and uh, so I think we need to take a. They, they're taking a serious look at that and making sure that it is helping the people that it needs to help, but uh, making sure that it's a program that's being administered in a responsible way. And we have, we have an obligation to make sure that uh, uh, th that's happening as well. So we're um, um, we're we're. We don't plan on taking any action about that in this legislative session at this point. Uh, continuing to watch it very closely. I know Senator Mishler is watching it very closely as well. And I, I spend a little bit of time on it really every day at this point. Is, is, the, is the attendant care conversation that's happening right now in many ways just a preview of a much larger conversation about Medicaid cuts that's going to have to happen in the legislature next year? Yeah, keep in mind keep in mind this Medicaid issue. I mean, if you ask me, maybe I've said this before, if you ask me what keeps me awake at night, it's Medicaid. And uh, last year when we did our 2023 budget, uh, the uh, we, we added about $1.5 million, $1 million to the education budget, but you saw it as a percentage of our budget, it dropped by a little over 2% uh, at the same time, and not coincidentally, um, the Medicaid increased by about a little over 2%. So it, it will be the monster that eats our budget if we're not careful and if we're not really serious about it. So we intend to be very intentional and very uh, um, uh, 
practical in how we address this. We're going to watch it extremely carefully. And this is this is part of it, Brandon. You're absolutely right. Why not simply plug the hole with the uh, budget surplus, we got about $3 billion. Yeah, how long does that last if you're talking about $984 million? That's not the responsible way to do it. Can you explain the timing of how 1383 was dealt with prior to the halfway point? And can you maybe respond to some complaints that it was to kind of quiet public outcry about that bill? Well, so, uh, you know, we, as, I've, as I think I've indicated before, we, from time to time, we move House bills before the first half of this session. I can think of just last year we did it with Senate Bill 2. And the main reason for Senate Bill 2 was because we were um, it was a, uh, a tax advantage for small LLCs to the tune of about $50 million um, across the state of Indiana, but it needed to get done so people could get their taxes filed. They still had to probably file uh, extensions, if I had to guess. But um, uh, so here, I had a conversation with the uh, head of IDEM with regard to this a couple of weeks ago as this bill was moving through the House side, and um, it is truly a balance between IDEM and uh, industry uh, members around the state of Indiana. And uh, he indicated that there's some complexity in trying to get this instituted if in fact it does pass. And the quicker that that could happen, the easier they can get ready to go and be uh, up to speed by July 1. And so that's the, that's the purpose for it. Senate Bill 202 would let you and Speaker Houston appoint trustees to school institutions. Um, but not Democrats. They won't have, you know, an appointee in that process. Do you think that's appropriate in a bill striving to find balance on intellectual diversity? So, um, you know, keep in mind that this is not, these aren't um, and should not be political appointments. Senator Taylor talked from the microphone yesterday about the opposite of partisan is bipartisan. To me, the opposite of partisan is apolitical. Uh, what we need to find in these trustees are people that are, um, uh, really capable people who understand finance very well and who are able to run really large organizations that are really important to the state of Indiana. Uh, I have not, nor I think has the speaker, advocated to get this responsibility. Um, but uh, there is some uh, there is some strong sentiment here in the, at least in the Senate side, that uh, that the legislature have some some appointment to those to those boards. I've talked to a lot of the trustees and a number of the presidents and they've they've expressed some reservation but they've been very thoughtful in their approach and we've tried to be thoughtful in our approach too. I think the initial draft that gave gave it to the legislative council uh, created some challenges. This one maybe is less than perfect. The House will take a look at it and see. But uh, um, uh, you know, we whatever whatever happens here, I will certainly be willing, as the statute suggests, to talk to Senator Taylor about that appointment. Um, the, the challenge with adding, uh, giving an appointment to Senator Taylor and Representative Giaquinta is, you know, the larger these boards get, the less effective they are. We, we find that here in the General Assembly as well. And so, to the person when I spoke. Uh, to these universities, uh, they were concerned about getting larger and larger boards. Uh, some states have really large boards, and and so we, we, we wanted to avoid that. Um, you just passed out today the long-term plan for boosting public pensions, um, uh, the, the finally deciding on the 13th check versus yeah, COLA yeah. issue. Um, you have coming over from the House, House Bill 4, or 1004, which is the short-term fix for at least this year. What's the mood in your caucus about doing something both short-term and long-term? You know, uh, so first of all, uh, kudos, and, and I appreciate Senator Buchanan and his work this summer to try and find something that can be a long-term fix, That, and I think he's uh, he's uh, on a really good path here. Uh, we have not really begun to talk about the uh, House Bill 1004 and whether we're going to just do a 13th check this year. 
or not. We'll, we'll start to have that conversation next week. Do you think it affects the long-term conversation because the money's already in the supplemental reserve account for the 13th check this year? Uh, I think it does. I think it all fits together. There was some discussion about the pending IPS lawsuit relating to the dollar law in relation to Senate Bill 270 and the changes that are in that. Is the hope that that, would, that case is being appealed right now, is the hope that that would change the outcome or affect the outcome with those changes? You know, I probably should spend a lot of time on that since it is an open lawsuit, so I, I probably better should not comment lawmakers, on it. Is, is it your role to intervene during pending litigation? Uh, you know, we, it's not that we have never done that. We generally try to avoid doing that. What's your Super Bowl pick? Oh, you know, um, I think uh, I think I'm going with San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Do you hate Taylor Swift? I don't hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I've got teenage boys who are not overly enthused about her, but uh, I think if they really admit it, they listen to a few of her songs. But uh, um, but I don't hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.